gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back. Episode 120 of Dave's Dugout. I know, it's crazy. It's been a minute, and uh, here we are. Episode 120, the moment you've all been waiting for. We're back, back and better than ever. Back at it again, whatever you want to say. Um, but not for long. Uh, so, actually, um, if you can't tell, not the normal setup of the dugout. Um, gosh, this is so weird not having headphones. Um, but we're recording, and I can see the audio levels over there, so I guess we're good. Um, I'm just so used to being able to hear my voice while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so this is throwing me for a loop, but I guess we'll get used to it. Um, so the good and bad news, we're back for another episode, um, but the bad news is this might be the last one for a long time. I know, usually, I mean, we've been on a kick for two, three, four, gosh, have I been even doing this for five years now? Um, you know, we've been on rolls where I, I'm pretty good about doing once a week, and that's obviously always the plan. Um, if you follow me closely, you know there's been a, quite a few curveballs here in the last year. Um, so... Uh, I have not been very good at the week-to-week, and um, I'm not going to get into all the details, but this isn't the last episode ever of Dave's Dugout, but it might be the last one for, I actually don't even know yet. It it might be a year, it might be two years, it might, I don't, I don't know. So, um, but it's definitely, we're hitting pause, um, you know, we're not canceling the subscription, we're just pausing it, um, you know, in reference to if you've ever done that with like a cable company or something before. So that's just kind of where we stand. Um, but I did just want to get one last one out just so it just didn't fall off the face of the earth for no reason. <clears throat> um, and, you know, maybe do some hot takes, some looks forward to maybe, you know, if this is a one or two year pause, um, what we're looking what we're looking at down the pipe here. I, I'm, I'm one year, really. I'm not going to make two year guesses unless, I don't know, maybe I was, I'm going to start rolling here and, and we might, but... Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to play a little bit of catch up, what I've been up to, and uh, one last episode here of Dave's Dugout for quite a while. And at least it's, you know, episode 120. At least it's a nice round number. We'll stop on that for a minute. And uh, my personal plan, I always like having this in my back pocket. Um, for all of you who listen and enjoy it, or listen and hate it, um, it's it's good for me. I like having an outlet to talk about national news and kind of get my thoughts out and Hopefully you guys have learned something specifically, especially college basketball. You know is my my favorite sport, and hopefully I've helped some of you with your fantasy drafts before. I didn't this year, and I'm, I apologize, but that is something I want to go over here. So maybe it'll be something you can learn here, uh, maybe with waivers or trades here going forward. Um, obviously, most of you have probably drafted. I do have one last draft to do tonight, but uh, we're getting close. Timestamp on the pod. We are September 7th. I'm finally back on the East Coast. Here we are. My uh, luxurious spot for the afternoon. I was going to do it out on this nice little balcony, actually. Uh, for the people watching live on Instagram, um, you would see. I just kind of got a nice nice decorative mirror behind me that I wouldn't have in my place. Um, so shout out and thank you to Cullen and Nicole. I'm staying at their apartment. We're live here from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm actually on my way en route to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's going to be the new home of the dugout. But we're going to have to probably wait to see it on an actual episode of the dugout. Um, so back on the East Coast, that's what I was going to say. That I started rambling there, but 2.50 Eastern time, I think that's right. 
um, if my computer's caught up to where what time zone I'm in. So I'm back on the East Coast uh, for all of you that, hey, come visit sometime. I'm not there yet, but working on getting a place there. And uh, that's kind of the long story short on that. Um, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Uh, this crazy industry I'm in, sometimes things just don't work out. Um, that's the boiled down version. A lot of you have reached out to me personally. You know, been like, why are you on vacation and driving across the country? Um, <laughs> that's and, and and all of you who reached out appreciate it. And I, I, you know, I try to give the long or the short version depending on what you want. But that's the short version. And um, yeah, one door closes, another opens. Myrtle Beach it is, baby. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And uh, cross my fingers. I'm working on getting a place. So if you ever want to come visit, hey, uh, you got a place in Myrtle Beach now. Let's do some golfing. That's not that's not my golf swing, I promise. <clears throat> oh, man. All right. So, I mean, why not start with the NFL? That's the talk of the town every day, any day. Turn on ESPN. They're probably going to be talking about the NFL. That's where all the big money's at. So, why not start with the defending champs and my favorite team, the Rams? Uh, <clears throat> crazy that we have a Rams-Bills matchup coming up tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, like I said. Uh, so NFL season starts tomorrow. I mean, I can't believe that. And, uh, I mean, even cooler, I mentioned the people I'm staying with right now, Cullen and Nicole. Nicole's a Bills fan. And uh, so Rams-Bills, we're going to be able to watch that game. And uh, probably out of Bills, there's a Bills bar apparently here in Charlotte. So we'll, we'll go there and hopefully I don't get heckled too much. Um, hopefully the Rams the Rams win. I mean, I got, I got money that says they do. Uh, I've got money that says the Rams win their division. I probably even, if I wanted to, I don't. But I don't think the long-term investments are really worth it to uh, even maybe win the NFC and go back-to-back and win the Super Bowl again. I'm going to take those as they come later uh, down the road. But that's one of my hot long-term takes here for you is that the Rams are going back-to-back winning the Super Bowl. I think personally, uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of a downfall in Cooper Cup's numbers because I just personally think that defenses of the NFL are just too smart. They're going to catch a little bit up on what he was doing and to have a historical season like that to do it again next season. I mean, your chances are just... Aren't good. Do I hope he does? Do I hope he does even better? Yeah, sure, of course. But I just don't think the chances are there to do that again. Um, and with bringing Allen Robinson in, and uh, if there's a chance Odell comes back to the team, uh, I think Cooper Cup's still gonna be fantastic. But I I don't know if he's uh, he's actually somebody that I think is gonna draft a little too high in fantasy for me. I, I don't like wide receivers at that four or five spot. I say still try to go get a running back, even though Jefferson and Cup. You know, could have fantastic years once again. Uh, I just personally, my process is always try to try to get a, a running back because they don't last as long. They don't stay as healthy. So are you taking more of a risk? Maybe, yeah. But if you if you land on a good one, you land on a good one. So um, hot take, Rams are the underdogs. It's pretty cool. We got the back-to-back. We have the reigning champions and the preseason favorites to win the Super Bowl in the first game here coming up on Thursday night. So I think that's going to be a great way to kick off the season. I'm, I, like I said, I'm super excited. That's going to be very cool. Also, week one, we have Baker Mayfield. Speaking of, I'm in North Carolina. He's now the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, playing the Browns, his old team week one. So the storylines of the NFL always uh, continue to be fantastic. I, I think they script this stuff. Um, 
I mean, it's 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 crazy how, how stuff like that works out. So those are probably two of the main headlines for week one is Baker playing the Browns and then the Rams and the Bills tomorrow night. Um, doesn't really get much better than that. So um, overarching themes of the NFL, maybe over the next year or two, like I said, I think the Rams are going to have an uptick. I think Matthew Stafford, I think, is going to do better than he did last year. I mentioned Cooper Cup maybe having a little bit of a downgrade, but I think Matthew Stafford, year two with Sean McVay, usually we see quarterbacks have an uptick in a second year with an offense or with a head coach or with an offensive coordinator. I think that's exactly what's going to happen if he can stay healthy. This elbow injury talk, everybody's hurt in the offseason, especially when you go to the Super Bowl. You had a longer season than anybody else. So I think it's just your Knicks and bruises and bang-ups and I mean he's old Matt (laughs) Stafford's not like one of the young bucks in the league so um I don't think it's anything serious personally knock on wood I hope he's okay but uh yeah I I personally don't think it's anything to to worry about I mean I I think if a number's off the top of my head top six uh fantasy quarterback last year and he's getting drafted much lower than that I mean you can get I got Matthew Stafford I've done three fantasy drafts I have him in every league you can wait just wait, 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 and he's going outside even the top 10 in quarterbacks. I think you're getting a top 10 quarterback, so I think it's worth the wait. The other guy I've been waiting on is Trevor Lawrence. I have Matthew Stafford and Trevor Lawrence in both, like I mentioned, second-year quarterbacks in an offense. Um, well, Lawrence has a different head coach, but I, I, he's a younger example of just his second year. I think he's going to have a step up there. So those are two quarterbacks I would wait on if we're talking fantasy football, if that's stuff you want to do. Um Javante Williams, the running back for Denver, I think is going to be this year's Jonathan Taylor. So if you want to reach for him, it's a little late now. If you do have him or want to trade for him, I think that's your guy if you can get him. I only got him in an auction draft. I, I couldn't scoop him in a in my snake drafts. But if you can, I think the Broncos are going to take a huge step forward with Russell Wilson this year. Uh, they had a great defense. Now you're getting Russell Wilson. I think things are I think things are going to come together for them. Cam Akers is a running back that you can get at a good price. I mean, he's not going early. Word on the street is that Sean McVay loves Cam Akers. I think that was seen in the injury last year. I mean, they brought him back just for the Super Bowl. If you didn't like and trust this guy and think he was the real deal, I don't think, why why not wait until this year to bring him back? So, um, I think he's going to see a lot of action. I think they might run the ball more than people think. I think people think it's going to be a pass-happy offense, and it might be, but I think Cam Akers is going to be a nice piece of that puzzle on honestly why I think they're going to win the Super Bowl again, uh, if he can stay healthy, obviously. I mean, that goes with any sport. Uh, Diggs and Buffalo, I love. I mentioned Allen Robinson. I think he's going to have a great year. Word on the street is that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup actually went to the authorities at the Rams, whether that be the GM or Sean McVay, I'm not sure, but... They went out and said, go get this guy. So one of the receivers, Cooper Cup, I mean, this is why he's so fantastic, and I've been so hot on him for three years now, and now everybody is after this year, is that um, to have that type of personality, to be such a team player, that Cup is like, hey, let's take away some of my productivity and go get Allen Robinson, I think is a great sign for the team. It's Sean McVay always preaches the we, not me. And you've seen that with all the superstars they've brought in and it's worked out so far. I, I, I think he's set to have a big year um, and maybe like a nice little second option there 
for Stafford so he doesn't just have to, like we saw in the last two drives of the Super Bowl, just get it to Cup and and win the game. I don't think they're going to be hopefully forced in that situation. If Akers, and Cup, and Robinson are healthy, that's the beginning, I think, of a really good trio. Adam Thielen, another guy everyone, I think, is sleeping on uh, because Jefferson is going so high in drafts. Um, Jefferson might have a great year, but I, Adam Thielen, when he's healthy, he's been the best, one of the best. Him and Cup, I've had both of them in the last two or three years, and they've both been absolutely fantastic when healthy. Um, if they stay healthy, I think you're getting great deal. You're not getting a great deal on Cup this year, but you can still get a great deal on Thielen. Guys to reach for if you want to um, in trades, maybe. Um Waller's a guy you might be able to trade for. Montgomery. I'm just listening to people I like and personally have been targeting in my drafts. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I mentioned Williams on Denver. If Williams happens to get hurt, Gordon might be a guy you might want to turn to. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, same kind of deal. Um, if CMC goes down, Hubbard might be a guy, um, You know, especially in Dynasty Leagues. I mean, who knows? He gets traded or CMC Goes out for a long time. Not out of the question. Bobby Trees, I think, is an interesting guy to watch. That's Robert Woods, for those of you that don't know. Uh, He's on Tennessee now. So take that for what you will. I think it's just somebody to watch. Robbie Anderson. I heard there's drama there with maybe him and Baker having a pass. But I think they're going to get over it. And uh, I think Bobby, Bobby Robbie Anderson could have a good year. Gabe Davis is a guy I think I've drafted in all three fantasy leagues, if not two of them. Um... I think he could have a good, a great year. I mean, everybody's Bills are projected to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's projected to be the MVP. Uh, that offense that has to come from somewhere. I would assume Gabe Davis could have a hand in that, and uh, he's kind of my guy. That he's not going early, so I mean, I, I if you want him, I think you can get him pretty much in any draft you want. And if you don't, if it's too late, obviously by now you only have two days to draft, but or tomorrow. Um, somebody you could trade for. If he does go off here, let's see if he goes off in this Rams game. This Rams game is projected to, like, over-unders, like, 52. Um, so, I mean, this should be a high-scoring game. If you have any Rams or, or Bills guys on your teams, those are guys you want to be starting here uh, week one because it's supposed to be a shootout. So, um, and that's another thing for people. If uh, That's something I've started to look into is... I've learned now that sports betting has become legal. Vegas is pretty spot on a lot of the time. So if that's a quick thing to look up, if you're debating between two guys and you know you want to go towards matchups, I think it's pretty smart to look at like an over under on a game. If it's you know you have some sloppy game with the Texans versus the I don't know, I'm just making people up off the top of my head, but and then you have a game like this week one matchup I've talked a lot about the Rams Bills. I think it's safe to make a tie if you're. T- toss up between two guys and you want your tiebreaker to be oh well this game Vegas is predicting to be a 50 point game well somebody's got to score I don't know if it's going to be your guy in fantasy but somebody on that team is going to have to score to get to an over under 50 so I think it's just a nice way to kind of see where you're at a couple other guys I wanted to mention um, that maybe you want to trade for here in a couple weeks or just to watch this year or even next season a guy I'm really high on and had to reach for is uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, if he doesn't get suspended, I think is one of the best running backs in the league. Should be like a top four, top five, top six guy. Um, 
maybe even one. Like, he could be the best running back. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and CMC are going at one, but if Taylor has a little bit of a slip and CMC gets hurt, Kamara's a guy that people in that 7, 8, 9 range in their drafts, or if any of you drafted him in the first or second round, I think you got a really, really good guy. I had to reach for him. Maybe he wasn't smart, but um, if you're getting him where he's go- where he went and where he was going at the time, you, you, you lucked out. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of these guys, all, I'm just looking at two different rosters. Um, Christian Kirk is a guy on Jacksonville. I mentioned the Trevor Lawrence, I think having a good second year. is uh, They paid him a lot of money. And you don't do that if you don't think this guy's good. It is Jacksonville, so take it with like a grain of salt. It's a little different if like the Rams did it, um, or the Chiefs, the franchise you trust. When the Browns pay somebody a bunch of money, it really doesn't mean anything at all. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. Um, Tony Pollard is a guy I actually like him more than Zeke. Just when you take the whole, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's better than him. But when you take injuries and long term maybe success here going forward. I kind of lean Tony Pollard. I, 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 there's numbers there to back up that he's actually better than Zeke when he's on the field and when their offensive line's banged up. And here we are, the Cowboys' offensive line's already banged up and the season hasn't even started yet. So Tony Pollard's a guy uh, that you could actually probably trade for right now if you, if you really wanted to find find a way to do that somehow. Uh, James Cook on Buffalo is a guy you, you can get late. He's on my bench. Um yeah, I mean, and I mentioned Odell. I don't know how much time we want to spend on a free agent, but I think it's just funny. He got himself in the headlines the other day saying he might go to whatever team wins this Rams-Bills game. So uh, he could be a guy that's probably on all your waivers if you need a waiver pickup. And uh, he announces he's going to the Bills or the Rams. See if one of them signs him, and that's a free free waiver pickup for most people. <clears throat> um, so... I mean, that's kind of, I just wanted to hit on fantasy and maybe more of a long-term outlook um, than my pre-draft episodes. I usually try to get out to you guys uh, for all the, men- the reasons I mentioned uh, before. And if you're joining live, um, you know, I'm obviously going to post this podcast afterwards and you can kind of see the explanation on why I've been kind of slacking on the uh, on the podcasts recently and I'm going to be going on a pause for the foreseeable future here to come. It's a not an announcement I wanted to make because I really do, <laughs> I really do enjoy doing this on my spare time. Um, maybe one last headline I had on the, on the NFL is uh, just a hot take for the records. Um, people have been calling for this every year, forever, I, and I know. You, I mean, if you just keep doing it, I don't want to be that person, and eventually you'll be right. But, I mean, for real, this year, Tom Brady can't do it forever. And and this year, I know I've maybe said that in the past as a joke because I used to hate him as a Patriot, but whatever. I'm over it. Um, maybe. <laughs> um, but I think Brady retiring maybe should be more of a red flag than it is to a lot of people. I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think there's any way he's ever going to be bad. I think he'll stop before he's bad. But I don't know if he can... I mean, he led the league in passing last year. I don't know if he can do that again. And I think the the only point I wanted to bring up is that 
you don't hear any most people are on the side now especially in the national media of I'm just going to say Brady could be like an MVP caliber player until he's not anymore which okay I get that side of it here's my side he clearly saw the end of a tunnel I mean enough so to where he retired at one point I think that's a mental shift we had never seen before until this year he came back, so clearly he said, okay, weigh the pros and cons, spend time with my family, play football. I still really miss football. Can I do it physically? Yeah, maybe. But a month before that, it was no physically like, okay, enough's enough. I have potentially a very successful TV career ahead of me. So I just think it's something that, that we should be pondering, and I don't think a lot of people are, is is if you get halfway through the season and he's starting to struggle, it's like, why, why is he still doing it? When he has, like, a he like Drew Brees had a guaranteed contract with NBC before he even retired. I'm pretty sure Brady has a very similar deal. So, I mean, when you have that, is it harder to keep that focus that he's had for 20-plus years, which has been absolutely incredible? I mean, you said to tip the hat at this point, but... Um, yeah, just wanted to make like a long-term move there with, with the Brady situation. Um, but that, I mean, I think that, that wraps up the NFL talk, um, here for a bit. One thing I want to talk about is the MLB and where we stand at the moment and maybe a long-term look into the future of that too, because it's, it's crazy. So first let's, let's backtrack to on this podcast and hence the Cardinal shirt I'm wearing if you're watching live. On Instagram, or even on Instagram after the fact, is uh, I kind of called it. I kind of willed it to happen. I mean, I, I wish I could find the soundbite and play it right now, like a real radio show would, of me saying Pools is going to come back to the Cardinals for a year, finish his career in St. Louis, and get kind of a nice farewell tour. Well, not only is it happening, but he's crushing it the second half of the season. Uh, he's very close to getting 700, 700 home runs. And I just happened to be lucky enough to drive through St. Louis, go to a Cardinals game for my first time being at a, I've been to Cardinals games at Yankee Stadium. I've been to Cardinals games at Astros. I've been to Cardinals games before. I've never been to a Cardinals game in Bush Stadium. Very cool atmosphere. Cardinals fans, one of, if not the best fan base in baseball. And that was uh, on display on a random, was it even a weekend? I don't know. If I was there on a weekday, I'm blanking right now. But anyway, a random day. Uh, well, it wasn't a random day. It was Cardinals-Cubs, which actually added to why I wanted to go to like the second-best rivalry in baseball. It's Yankees-Red Sox and then Cardinals-Cubs. So, very cool. Uh, the only bad part was Yadier Molina wasn't catching, and uh, Pujols actually wasn't even in the lineup. But here comes the eighth inning, and it's 0-0. Zero to zero. Albert Pujols all of a sudden starts warming up on the on-deck circle, and the crowd starts going crazy. And uh, then the announcer announces it, pinch hitting for the Cardinals. Albert Pujols comes up to bat. Crowd goes nuts. Uh, first pitch, swing and miss. Second pitch, two-run home run. Cardinals win 2-0. Albert Pujols hits home run 6-95. He's now only five games away from hitting 700 and becoming, I believe it's the fifth person all-time ever so a very exclusive 700 home run club there um, on top of all the other clubs that he's a part of when it comes to hits and uh, all kinds of statistics there. So that was just super cool. Hope he gets to 700. Um, I'm assuming hopefully playoff counts if they can make the playoffs and uh, 
get a couple extra games in. Um, that'll be that'll be super super cool um, if he can get that. Um, update on the standings, like I, I used to like to do when I was doing this weekly. Uh, the Yankees used to have the best record in baseball. They have been tumbling down the stretch here at the end of the season. I believe I saw they were nine and twenty. In their last 29 games, not very good. Thank goodness they had the best record in baseball earlier in the season because they're still ahead of their division at least, four and a half games above the Rays. But the Rays are catching up quick, and uh, the rest of the teams that were on the top have passed or caught up. Um, the Yankees have 81 wins here on a timestamp on the pod. Um and other teams have passed them that they were ahead of. The Dodgers have flown by almost everybody. They have 93 wins. Uh, but the teams we thought were going to be good are still pretty good. It's the Dodgers. It's the Mets, 85 wins. It's um, the, the Yankees I mentioned. They're slipping, but they're still at the top. The Astros, 87 wins. I mean, the teams that were good are still good. The closest division, the cool division to watch is the Central, where you have the Guardians now, which that's weird to say, the Cleveland Guardians. Um you have the Twins and the White Sox. All The White Sox in the beginning of the year were the team to beat there. Um, but they're all within three games of each other, at least at the moment. So that's that's a cool division to watch. And then I mentioned my Cardinals. The Cardinals were not at the top of their division. But it seems like the Cardinals are just one of those teams that every year, August, September, come into October. Hence the shirt built for October. The later it gets into the season, the better the Cardinals get, despite who's on the team and despite who even the manager is. Uh, kind of the opposite of what the Yankees are doing right now. Um, but yeah, and then the Dodgers, I mean, just with 93 wins right now, it, it is crazy. Uh, so w- what I wanted to do, like I mentioned, uh, this might be the last podcast here for um, a good year or two. Um, let's go into the future hot take. Hot, it's hot take time. Uh, hot take, bias take, Cardinals make a run. I don't know if they're going to do a, quite a World Series run. Um you know, maybe one of the last times I did the podcast early in baseball season, it kind of looked, I mean, it really did. It was either going to be a team from L.A. or a team from New York in the in the World Series. Maybe that still happens. Um, the L.A. is a little harder because I think the Angels, have, the Angels have kind of fallen off. Yeah, 27 games behind the Astros right now. Um, but it looks like the Dodgers still might do it, but you don't have that like 50-50 shot anymore. And then Yankees, Mets, they're both still looking good. But like I mentioned, the Yanks are like 9-20 and 20 recently. And the Mets are just, I don't know, they're the Mets. I don't, I don't know how much I would have to uh, go into that. Uh, we got a comment live on the Instagram talking about how I'm going to come in dead last in fantasy. Um, after our draft last year, I was projected to be dead last in fantasy. I had the best team all year long, made it to the championship, lost because of some fluky injuries and a fluke. Detroit Lion going off in a championship game. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, but Hoff, I already, I already did my... The, it's courtesy, Kyle, Kyle Hoffman on, on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, I already did a whole NFL and fantasy segment, so we're going to have to go back and, and re-listen to that or watch that at, um, at some point. But um, I gave my guys that you want to look out for or maybe trade for uh, since the season is already starting tomorrow and I didn't get to get an episode out before people's drafts. Um, got some laughing emojis in the comments. So I, <laughs> after the live delay, I think I think he heard me. 
Um, so that's the baseball talk. Oh, okay, well, no, I guess I didn't give a hot take pick. Um, I don't know. The Mets and Dodgers choke like they have, but do the Dodgers choke because they've won? So, like, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of the Dodgers. It's like there was a while there where they were just always the best and not winning, but they have won it. So you can't really play that card anymore. Odell, and in the comments, was one of my players to uh, watch if he goes to the Bills or the Rams after after week one. Anybody could pick him up on essentially any waiver wire except for the leagues I'm in. So... <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. I mean, he's like, I think he's only in like 0.1% of, uh, let's see what his rostered number is. It's not a lot. Oh, 12%. That's more than I thought. He's in 12% of leagues. That's crazy. I thought it was going to be like one. Um, so maybe not. So maybe you guys can't go pick him up on the waivers like I said earlier. Uh, but yeah, so the pool house thing was just super cool and I hope... You know, in hindsight here, we can look back at this, and he, he does end up hitting that 700 number. It's just like a thing I wanted on the record. Because, I mean, I, like I said, I spoke that into existence of him coming back to St. Louis for a year. I, it's like so I, – I don't want to just say the Cardinals because the, the Yankees – I mean, I want the Yankees-Cardinals World Series I would I always have wanted, will would love. Hopefully the Yankees can get hot again. I don't know if it's going to happen, but, I mean, that maybe would be my hot take is that the Yankees come back full circle and are – Hot like they were in um, in the beginning of the year. I mean, that's kind of what baseball's like. It's such a long season that I mean, you you can just hope that <laughs> your team gets hot at the right time. I and mean, that's any sport. But I don't know. The Braves or the Phillies might be a good like hot take team. The Mariners. If you want to go outside the New York and L.A. teams, I mean, those are pretty. And then the Rays and the Blue Jays. And the new playoff format this year in baseball is going to be super interesting. I wish I could talk about that, but um, I'm not going to go into detail on that. But I love that they got rid of the uh, the one-team wild card. I thought it was so silly. After 162 games, you're going to play one game to decide the rest of your season. I think it's kind of ridiculous. So uh, the three, the five, and the seven, I've always said hockey Baseball and basketball should all do that. I've also said they should shorten their seasons, but shorten the playoffs. Like, let's get a first-round NBA three-game series. I mean, I don't see why we need seven games, then do five, and then do seven for, like, semifinals and finals. I think every sport should do that that does series. Um, I think that just makes so much sense. I don't know how no one's caught on to that, and now I guess they have. Like, So Dave's dugout has done something for the world, whether it was because of me or not is the point we can argue, um, I guess, there. But, uh, yeah, so maybe more more leagues will we'll take to that. Another league, speaking of new leagues, Premier Lacrosse League, got to give it a shout-out. Um, I Actually, I have the games DVR'd, or, well, they're on ESPN+, Plus, so I can watch them later. But I didn't, uh, I've been driving across the country, so I, haven't been, I didn't get, it, get to watch the playoff games of the first round. Um, so we're going into the semifinals and the championship like I said, just going to make a long-term hot take. I've been hot on the Archers all year. Archers are in the semifinals. Third seed versus seventh seed chaos. I'm going to say Archers win that game. Whipsnakes, Water Dogs is the one versus five. Whipsnakes had a bye in the first round. They've just been the best team. I mean, they won the first two championships. Lost in the playoffs a third year. Now the one seed again in the fourth year of the league. Uh, Whipsnakes, I think. Whipsnakes, Archers would be fantastic. Fun to watch. Uh... Archers maybe with the best offense, Whipsticks maybe with the best team. Um, 
and then I just archer. I like. I prefer the. I want to see the archers win one. Um, kind of get that dynasty of the whip snakes. Give it a little shake up. Let them make the championship, but not win it this time in year four, and get the archers their first championship trophy. I think would be super cool. Um, that's going to be on ABC. There's also a really cool lacrosse documentary that's coming out. The future or the fate of the sport. Paul Rabel. Uh, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Um, had the hindsight to have cameras following him around while they were making and building this league. Um, supposed to be really cool. Uh, coming out on ESPN Plus, or it's on ESPN Plus already. Then it's going to debut on ESPN, I believe, this week. And then it's actually going to debut on ABC, which I think is a really big deal, just to get those eyes of being on a national network like that. Um, a cool documentary on the sport and the fate of the sport, um, You know what they've done and what they're going to do. Uh, to be on ABC right before the championship game is going to be on ABC. So we're going to just have hours of lacrosse on ABC, I think is one of the coolest and best things you can do for the sport. Um, so like I've said in the past, what they've done and what they're continuing to do for lacrosse and for the sport of it is uh, is very cool. And I think that's another thing. If if you're in the stocks, buy, buy that one, buy lacrosse. You're buying it low right now for something that I think is going to be huge in years to come. I've said it before, like the UFC did, bought up a bunch of leagues and now is the UFC. I think that is what the PLL has been doing and is doing there when maybe we look in two years at my next podcast at something we can look at and see how much it's grown. That'll be, that'll be very interesting and very cool. Cause I've been saying that, um, since the get go, uh, let's see other, I just have hot takes college basketball. Um, that's hard with the season, not even really around the corner. Um, another bias one, uh, watch Scott drew, is getting the best recruits he's ever had at Baylor. He's already proved that he was one of the best teams, if not the best team in the year that got canceled because of COVID, uh, won a national championship, was one of the best teams last year, ended up getting hurt and uh, taking UNC into overtime, and UNC ended up making the Final Four or championship game against Kansas. Um, so that Kansas-Baylor rivalry is going to continue to grow because Kansas is going to be Kansas until Bill Self retires, and probably even after that. Uh, so look for Kansas and Baylor to be top five teams. They're not in the preseason rankings right now. Um, I'm probably going to continue to do my um, top 40 or top 14, both, uh, for college basketball. Um, I'll probably have Baylor a little higher than most. I, I, I'm, I'll probably have them four. Uh, I'm probably looking like I'm going to have Gonzaga one like most do again. I know people roll their eyes like Gonzaga number one again. But like... They're another one. I mean, they made the championship the year it was Baylor-Gonzaga. They're just – there's teams and coaches that are just going to be good until they're not anymore. And that's that's Gonzaga, Kansas, and Baylor are, are three of them that you can probably almost always um, – I don't know what to think of UNC. I mean, they got really hot last year. They're returning almost, if not everybody. Uh, they're going to be a top three team in the preseason. They – I'm going to say they'll be a top five team. Top, I think there's going to be points in the season when they slip to top ten. My long-term outlook on them is a little lower than than some maybe. Being, I think there's wiggle room there for, for the top ten numbers. Um, and he's only their coach's second year. And then Duke, what's Duke going to do in their first year without Coach K is super interesting. Um, but they had that 
time where most teams don't, where they were allowed to recruit knowing K wasn't going to be there. So those kids that are there knew that they were going to be with a first-year coach. And he's got the best recruiting class this year, and he's got the best recruiting class next year. So clearly, Coach K not being there is not affecting the recruits, which I kind of thought it would. But the Duke brand is just, I guess, bigger than Coach K, which I think maybe, I mean, that's like a little surprising, honestly. Um it's not because, I mean, it's like Duke and Kentucky are the two biggest brands in the sport. But Kentucky's another one, potential top five team this year. Uh, see what Kyle can do with that team. Um, maybe I should I should probably have brought up a, uh, a preseason ranking just to go off. My Arkansas is supposed to be really, really good. Um, how do I get to some rankings here live for us real quick? Courtesy, Gary Parrish, shout out, the CBS Sports Top 25 and 1. He's probably one of, if not the best, preseason rankings to look at um, before if you're into college basketball before the AP poll and coaches poll uh, come out. Um, no, I don't care about the AP poll from last year. Um, but yeah, so Arkansas was another one that comes into my head. I've been hot on the must bus if you listen to this podcast. I mean, you know that. I think Musselman's doing a great job at Arkansas. Uh, so Gary Parrish has Gonzaga 1, North Carolina 2, um, Houston 3. Houston's another one. Houston coming to the Big 12 is going to be huge. Kelvin Sampson's proven over and over again that they are a force to be reckoned with. I like this a lot. Um, Kentucky 4, Duke 5. I'll be a little lower on Duke. Arkansas 6, I'll be higher on them. Baylor 7, I'll be higher on them. Kansas 8, I'll be higher on them. So I'll probably just flip a couple of those around. Tennessee, I've been hot on um, in years past. UCLA, same thing. Creighton, I was last year. Texas at 12, lower that. I'm always lower on Texas. Horns down. Auburn, 13. Might be a little high, but I like it. TCU at 14 is high. TCU, I heard a stat. They have never been ranked this, ranked what they're going to be ranked. Um, so TCU might be a team to watch, but... Uh, being that they're Baylor's rival, I might have to knock them down a couple pegs until they prove us wrong. But TCU looked really good in March Madness. I actually called that, and I said TCU was going to play Arizona really well, and they did, if I'm getting that matchup right off the top of my head. Didn't they give Arizona a scare? Somebody wants to fact-check me on that. But um, I, I thought they, they're good. TCU's going to be surprisingly good for the Big 12 this year because they're usually towards the bottom of the Big 12. Um, Arizona was fantastic last year for the number one seed. Um, Villanova, that's going to be weird without, I mean, that was shocking. And that's something I don't even know if I ever even talked about on the podcast is Jay Wright retiring, um, kind of out of nowhere. So that's going to be very surprising to see where that brand brings them. Kind of like how where where Duke's brand was strong enough to survive at least, I mean, the season hasn't even started yet, but they're a preseason top five team. So, um, just a couple more. Indiana, AM. I'm going in his order. Michigan, Oregon at 20. I think Oregon's going to be good this year. Alabama. Alabama's usually Purdue, Dayton, Dayton, yes. Ohio State, Michigan State, and St. Louis. The Billikens, St. Louis, I also like as well. Um, so, that's kind of my. I mean, overarching the teams I highlighted, the teams I I will think are going to have long-term success this year just as a future 
future outlook for that. Um, Zags once again. I mean, I, I just, they're just gonna roll through their conference and see where they end up in March. I mean, it's just hard to win in March to win that many games in a row. Gonzaga is one of those teams. I mean, people hate on them and say they're never gonna win a championship. I, I, I think they're gonna get one eventually. I mean, you're, if you're that good every year, you're gonna eventually crack. I mean, you would think. I mean, the odds are against you. I think probably to win a national championship, but. I think they'll do it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to repeat myself if I go more on college basketball. So, with nothing planned and prepared. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Just to wrap up, I kind of mentioned everything in the beginning. On the So, pause on the podcast for now. Um, you know, obviously people... Um, I'm closest to you if you want to message me. If you're confused about why, my, my reasonings, I'll tell you. But just wanted to leave it generic and just what I'm up to and the move from Oregon to Myrtle Beach and the next chapter in this book and uh, one last podcast for now. But like I said, just a pause. Episode 120, we'll just stop there for a while. Um, so, ladies and gents, boys and girls, like I say in the beginning normally, signing out for now, but this is not the last time you'll hear from me. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your friends if somebody needs a podcast to listen to in two years or a year or six months. Who knows? We'll see how things, uh, you know, life's weird like that. You never know. Nothing's set in stone. So we'll see. But uh, that's another episode. Thank you guys for watching and uh, watching live on Instagram, listening if you're listening to the pod. And uh, we'll see you next time.